Blog Talk Radio. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
You're listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lassner. In the studio today, I have Katya Gnova, the Russian, fabulous Russian pianist that people, seriously, everybody, people, musicians strive all their life to get to Carnegie Hall. You know the whole joke behind, what's the best way to get to Carnegie Hall? You know that joke, right? But Katya has been there on May 22nd. She's been there 12 times. Simply amazing. How are you, Katya? I'm great. Thank you. You know, speak up because I want my audience to hear. Okay. So you're Russian-born. Yes. So you grew up in Russia. Yes. So what was your dream as a pianist? Did you grow like like when you were like two? Did you like? I want to be a pianist. Well, you know, to tell the story, it's a very interesting question because when I was growing up, it was a very hard time in Russia. Like people couldn't go abroad, and it was like actually very close society. Cold War. Cold War, exactly. And I remember there were like famous pianists, like Svetoslav Richter or other pianists, who would travel all over the world. And I thought one day when I grow up, I want to be like them because that's the only way out of here. Right. But growing up, did you take piano lessons and things like yeah, that? Yeah, of course. So, was your dream to come to America? Actually, my dream was not to come to America, but it was one day to get out and to be free. Right. And so in New York, actually, when I was 13 years old, my parents took me to Italy for one month vacation. At that time, nobody could leave Russia. But my father was a very famous scientist, so... This other scientist from Rome invited us, and he said, we'll take one daughter, which was me, because we had to leave my younger sister at home, so that was like, they will be sure that we'll come back. Oh. So when I was 13 and I came to Italy, and I saw this incredible beauty and freedom and happy people, can you imagine I returned back, and I was so depressed. Right. Because the reality really hit me. So, Okay. So at that point, when you were when you went back to Russia after leaving, coming from New York, at what point did you say, "I'm going to practice hard and be the prodigy that you are"? Because I want to tell everybody, she's a prodigy. She doesn't consider herself a prodigy like like Kissin, 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 Kiss. She is one. She. I I know Katya personally. Katya one plays amazing piano. Two, she has personality. Three, she's sociably acceptable. Four, she looks good. No, seriously. I mean, if you think about prodigies, prodigies lack one thing, sociability. You have it all, would you not say? Yeah, I can't hear you. What? Yeah, see, guys, she is so, like, shy, but as you see, in her music, she plays with a lot of passion, right? Right. Okay, now, take us from when you went back from New York to Russia. What was, did you have a goal then to come back to New York? No, actually, what happened, like, when I was, came back from Italy, I, I was in Russia. And when I was finishing my, it was a very special school on the Moscow Conservatory High School. I had one year between that school and going to Moscow Conservatory. My father, again, has scientist friends here in America, in Buffalo, and they said, we want to invite Katya to come to America, to experience America. She's in the right age, like I was like 17, 18, 
like let's go come and she can stay with us. So when I came to America, Nevertheless, actually became my home. I came with a tourist for one month vacation with two skirts and pair of jeans <laughs> and nothing with me. So do you like America? I love it. So I know Cold War is over. Yeah. And as you hear, how long have you been there? Almost like 19 years. 19 years. And she's here, but she still somewhat is true to her Russian culture because for 19 years, she still has an accent. Yeah. And she speaks fluent Russian. Yeah. Right? Sure. And, like, a true, she's a true artist, and you call yourself a true artist, right? Yeah. A true artist. And you love your music. I do. You love your music a lot. If you could be doing, tell me, what is your ideal of success? To sell million records. <laughs> <laughs> to sell, and then what? Is it money? And then record a new one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what I love, actually? I'm really happy because I love creative energy. I like to be in creative moments. Like when I went to Fiji this February to do my CV, I was so happy. I was never so happy for a long time because I was recording every day. I was swimming in the ocean. I was absolutely happy. I was in ecstasy because I was surrounded by friends and gorgeous nature. So, so if I could come back, sell that CD, and go back and record another one. So you're spiritual. I'm spiritual. Um, and she does yoga. Right? She does yoga. yoga. She loves New York, and she does yoga. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So guys, right. listen. You're listening to G Radio, New York City. This is the Quiet Storm. I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, and we have an evening of classical, the great classical pianist Katya Gunyova. <laughs> she taught me that. She taught me how to say that. Um, I just want to say, uh, so you're playing. Give me a little bit more about your background. Where have you been? Have you been around the world? Almost everywhere. Almost everywhere. Where haven't you been that you want to go and play? Kenya. Oh, haven't been? Sorry. I would like to play more in Africa. I've played in Kenya, in Nairobi. I love Africa. There's something spiritually very deep in that country for me. Why? I love wild animals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even <laughs> I love that it's untouched. You know, in the moment you arrive in Nairobi, you feel some kind of stillness. You don't feel it anywhere else in the world. I can tell you that much. And Africa, you, your soul. It's like my soul is there. Like when I arrived there, I thought that's where I feel my soul the most. In fact, even thinking about going there, I feel. Uh, really? Yeah. That's a long while in Africa. Uh, very long. I know, right? But you say, what if someone could say, Katya, if you could do, what is your ideal life? If you wake up in the morning after you sold a million CDs, then what? Then I work on the next one. <laughs> the next that is that a fulfillment for you? Yeah. Really? I need to be always in a creative mode. I cannot say not creative. I either have to create a new program for a concert or a new CD, but I want that music to reach people. So what is your idea? How do you come up with the concept? It just comes to me. I wake up in the morning and I hear the voice, and it tells me what to do. There, she has a new CD coming out in the next couple of weeks called Liquid Dreams. Yes. Yeah. What was your con- how did Liquid Dream come to you? It's 
it was my long desire to do a CD dedicated to the ocean and to the water because I spent a lot of time on the ocean. I did a lot of fancy, fancy cruises. So cruise all the oceans in the world. And I love water and ocean. And I always play some pieces which reflect on the water. And I thought it would be cool to put different composers, different how they reflect on the water. And I thought about it for the last five years. But the beginning of this year, it all came together. So. I an idea. I even the name. I heard the name. Like, it was absolutely obvious to me that the name has to be Liquid Dream. Liquid Dream. You know what? I, it, it, it slays me. Katya has, this is my Katya quote. She, she's a noted exponent of the romantic repertoire. That is that's sexy. That's hot and that's sexy. How you know, W New York City Radio quoted they that's how they look at you. Like when you sit down, how how often do you play? Oh, every day. A few hours. A, a few hours. Yeah. And when what like you wake up tell us your routine. Oh well, my routine is different. Tell us almost your routine. <laughs> <laughs> I like to have a lot of quiet time to myself. So, and I love nature, so thank God I live very close to East River. So right. every day I go there, at least for half an hour, somewhere in mid, like mid-morning, right. and just love, like I love to see flowers, and I love to hear water, and just to be quiet. And then I usually come home and practice a few hours, two, three, four hours, and and then focus on my creative project. Okay, you know what, we're going to play another song. What is it, what song are we going to play? This is from Beethoven Moonlight Sonata, first movement. Adagio, first movement. We're going to play that song and we'll be right back. Check it out, guys.
You're listening to G Radio New York City, and this is The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasser, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music and music for your soul. Tonight, we have the great, fabulous Katia Sinova, <laughs> Russian pianist who, really, guys, all my New York listeners and everyone who's coming to New York in the month of May, she's going to be at Carnegie Hall Sunday. May 22nd at 8 p.m. So, really? You guys, my New York listeners, you know you guys always have come, you know, been up front with me. Charge, call 212-247-7800 or go to www.carnegiehall.org. We're in the studio with Katya. Katya, so, okay, tell us more about you know what? Again, I have to go back to this, Katya. I have to go back to people that are musicians. And I've been in the music business for a long time. I play piano. And I said to Katya, I'm like, you know what? After hearing you play, I would never play in front of you. I'm going to barter piano lessons with Katya because she, people want to just play once at Carnegie Hall. But Katya, this is her 12th time. You know, that has to do something for your ego. You know, guys, I know Katya person. She's, like, so meek and, like, shy. But if you listen to her music, she's, like, in the moment. So how is it? Like, was it your, what was your dream? When you're playing piano and you – no, let me ask you this. I got a lot of questions. So, so Katya, in your opinion, do you think you've mastered the art of piano? Yes. Yes. You looked away. I mean, I always like want to be better. Like, you can never be satisfied, but I think I'm at a very high level. I kind of develop very level. high. You know what, see, guys? This is how how humble she is of the playing at Carnegie Hall for the 12th time. I, I think she surpassed being a high level. I mean, how you think? do you think, in your opinion, you think you can get better? Yes, I think you can always get better. I think for me, though, it's not the technical thing. It's like I always want to be deeper in my soul, and I feel like the deeper I am, the more I will touch people through the music. How, in your opinion, how do you become deeper? How do you get to that point? I think life throws you life experiences, which sometimes could be traumatic. But it makes you deeper if you take it the right way. Have you always taken it the right way? Yeah. Have you done anything dark? No. No? Why? You know, you're a positive person, guys. Tell me what you mean by that. Okay, you know what? I have known Katya two years, as she pointed out. Two years, very outgoing, but very shy. And, you know, if you listen to her music again, she plays with the ultimate passion. You believe, you feel, your music. So do you ever get to that point where life is not working for you and you sit down and you play? Yes, that's what I play the most. <laughs> and what do you come up with? Tell us. I would play like one of my most favorite pieces in Rachmaninoff Concerto number two. That's the hardest piece ever to play, supposedly. Like at least the, the same. Have you mastered that? I mastered that piece and 
In fact, it helped me to go through like difficult periods because I played it so much and I became so strong that everything now is very easy. For but me. it's not on my playlist. Why? Oh, see, I didn't even know that about her. I so did not know that about her. Now, you grew up, you lived, you lived a classical pieces, which classical pieces are done by Mozart, Beethoven, whatever. They're not original pieces. When you play them, it's your interpretation. Yes, and actually a lot of people always said to me that even though I would play something very popular, like the piece you just heard with Moonlight Sonata or Chopin Fantasy Impromptu, they feel that when I play them, that it's composed, it's like it's created at the moment. And it's always my interpretation. I don't, if you hear other pianists, it's not the same interpretation. So I feel it's very deep. And I also love the fact that I never play the same. It always comes with a bit different. Why is that? Because it's creative energy. If you allow creative energy to run through you, it cannot be the same. So here we go. May 22nd. It's a, for, for most people, it would be the time of their life. Walk in to Carnegie Hall. Carnegie Hall, guys, you know what? If you are a musician and you play Carnegie Hall, 3,000 seats, you walk in, Sit down at the piano. What, in your past experience, what have you felt? Do you know what I feel when I play Tanguo? I feel like it's the first time in my life I drink pure water. And every time I have the same experience, and every time after the concert, I want to call them and say, can I come back in two months? Because it's the most pure, it's the whole atmosphere and the spirit of the place and the way the music sounds there, piano particularly, is so pure and so right. But you know what? I, I look at her credits. I look at Katya's credits. The people that she's played for. Let's start with, you know, guys, anyone who knows me is not one of my favorites. But she played for uh, George Bush and Barbara Bush. That's his father. The father. The first Bush. Yeah, the first Bush. She's nice. Did you play in the White House? No, actually... Very funny story. I was asked to be on a charter cruise, which was chartered by him. Really? And I met him at the lunch, and I came and I said, can I picture with you? And my cousin was nice before, and right. she didn't come. And she said, oh, everybody tells me how great you are. I need to come with me. I said, if you want, I'll do a private concert for you. And she said, what, you will do it? I said, yes, yeah, tonight at 6. It was him, Barbara, and two bodyguards. Really? And I played. How long did you play? I bet he didn't hate it. The cool face. But guess what? I'm always, guys, you know me, I've talked to you guys. Uh, I've talked to all my friends about you. Katya's too nice. Like, seriously, George Bush, her, guys, if you want Katya to play for you, 20 grand. Easy. And she played for the president when he was president. Wait, what was it? it was two years ago. Wait, hold on a second. Let me look at this. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like in your uh, in your travels, you played for a lot of people, I believe. Actually, I think you played for yourself. You just happen people like to hear you play, and you just do it for yourself. Who did you enjoy most playing for? I enjoyed in Philippines. I did a concert, and President Fidel Ramos was at the concert. 
And he's such a great person. Why? Why? So for people. He's like, he's fantastic. And it was a band for soldiers. So all the soldiers came to my country and we had a picture with them afterwards. <laughs> and it was just a very, very warm experience. And beautiful, comfortable as well. So let me ask you something. If you, if you had to play for somebody privately in the world, like I'm sure you play for these guys for free, well, I mean, seriously, I would have chosen George Bush. We're not even going to go into the political aspect of Katya being from Russia. I won't do that to her. <laughs> Katya, you, would you say you do what your passion is? Yes, absolutely. Now, I have, you know what? I'm going to ask you a question, but I'll wait to the next song. What song do you want us to play? We have a great, you know what? My favorite song by Katya, I will not play until. What is it? What song do you want me to play? It's the Spanish, Granada Playera. Opus number five, right? Um, like, wait till you guys hear Katya play Bolero. Bolero. Would you say that's your favorite song? It's one of my most favorite. Why? Wait, you know what? Hold that thought. We'll be right back.
You're listening to G Radio, New York City, and this is The Quiet Storm. And I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, and I'm here with Katya Nova. I can't, you know what, I can't even pronounce that really, but I'm going to do the best that I can. And how sad is it? She's my friend. I can't pronounce her last name. Guys, all my New York listeners, listen, she's playing at Carnegie Hall on May 22nd at 8 p.m. Really? Don't even do me a favor. Just buy a freaking ticket. I don't really care. Just do it. So we're back. Where did we leave off? We left off that you played for the Bushes. Actually, but you didn't get paid. And I always tell tell Katya all the time, I can say this on the radio, fuck you, pay me. I'm sorry. Not really, but the FCC doesn't govern um, internet radio. If, like, Katya, tell me, you want, you said to me, Greg, I want to make a million bucks after taxes. So that means pre-tax. So that means you have to make, in America, 2.5 million bucks for to walk away. And you want to do another CD. Then what? Then I want to do another one. Okay, and then what? What is, what is, the, what is the ultimate end of all, be of all? Uh, where where is the satisfaction? Where is I'm complete? I'm complete now. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm complete with what I have, but you always want to grow. Oh, and you want to expand. That is amazing. You want to grow and you want to expand. Now, what is your motive? Like, you know, and I said this today when I said I had one question. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what? motivates you to do a CD? Like, you did, tell us about, tell us about Liquid Dream. How did Liquid Dream come about? What motivates me to do CD is the feeling. Like, I feel that you, through my music, I project very deep feeling, and I see the reaction of people. Like, and it's really love, or projection of that feeling of love, and I know that I have a gift for that, and I know that a lot of People don't have a gift for that, and that's what motivates me. <laughs> because I want people to listen to that TV and be inspired. To inspired to do what? To feel love. To, to feel love. To feel so, so I think it. Would you consider yourself a hopeless romantic? Yes. You said you didn't even hesitate. You're a hopeless romantic. You're a hopeless romantic. So, in a hopeless romantic, that means, in my opinion, again. Show love, be love, and be in love. Yeah. Are, are we there? Am I in love? No. Listen to what I say. You know, I, I love it because you always like listen to what I say. Are we there? Are you? With Liquid Dream, when you did Liquid Dream, were you in love? Yes. I I think yes. I feel love. No. Was I in love? Yes, I was in love. And those those. When you did Liquid Dream, that's a new CD yeah. that's coming out. Yeah. Not out yet. Guys, all my New York listeners, listen, she's having the, the amazing private concert, and I will get to you guys tomorrow with when and where on Madison Avenue. And it's no money. 
you New Yorkers, you know, it's no money and you get to listen, hors d'oeuvres, private champagne, and to listen to a new CD and a ticket, if you pay, a ticket to see her at Carnegie, right, on the 22nd. Now, and Liquid Dream, you were in Fiji because you keep saying, I love Fiji. Greg, I love Fiji. Fiji, oh, God. Greg, you know, I can't even tell you about Fiji. <laughs> so maybe I'm not making fun of you. The South Pacific is amazing. I love, I mean, Fiji, Cook Island, Tahiti. But you just happen to land in Fiji. When when it came to you sitting down, when you, you were on a cruise, correct? No, no. Oh, yeah, I was on a cruise. I'm not sure that's idea. Right. You were on a cruise. When you were on a cruise, were you in love? Yes. Was he with you? No. <laughs> She's going to kill me after this. But you weren't in love, but it inspired you to, guys, we're going to play a couple songs from Liquid Dream, and I've been listening to them. Yeah, um, uh, amazing. I inspired me because I thought, okay, I cannot have him, that I have to put this love out in the world. That's the only thing I can do. Like, you know what? I'm not going to get into the personal aspect of why you can't have him, but what inspired you with Liquid Dream, you like water. Yes, it does. It's you know, like, you know, like, books about famous people, you know, it's like, all sometimes, the I'm sorry, she's going to kill me, but my listeners, I got all these listeners. I got a lot of listeners. And you know, I, I ask guys, you know, I ask the right questions. You know, what were circumstances? Do you want to get into that? Yes or no? You know, she, I, she's going to, she's giving me like, I'm going to knock you out. Okay, but it inspired you to do, it inspired you to, to do liquid drink. And guys, we're going to play two songs. She wanted me to play everything, but if you guys want to hear liquid drink, you either, one, come to the concert and buy CD, come to the private reception and buy the CD, or buy it on iTunes when it's out. So, what, May 22nd, when you walk in, it's a Sunday. Like, every time you do a concert, are you nervous? What, what goes through your mind when you're looking out and she's, she's almost sold out, Carnegie Hall. You know what? I think I'm a rock star, but after meeting Katia, she always wears the sunglasses. Even when there's no sun. I saw her on Sunday. Seriously, now she has a sun. Seriously, she has the sunglasses on now. When I met her on Sunday, she had her sunglasses on. That was like cloudy as hell. But I had mine on too. Like, okay, Sunday approaching, May 22nd. The ultimate be of all ends. What, what, you know, because you've done this in the past, because it's like, okay, most people be like crazy, crazy, insane, because they want to play Carnegie Hall once. This is your 12th time. Do you still get the same feeling the 12th time or the 11th time that you did that you did the first time? Yes, absolutely. That's why? why it's so amazing. 
there's something spiritually happens where like your body almost goes through shock before. Like it's not even me. And you actually drop down. Like I don't know how to explain like you feel powerless and nothing. But then the day of the concert, it comes back. Power and calmness and it's just this incredible feeling, like something goes through you into people. But you always have to go down before. You can't be like it's just a physical process almost, you know? No, absolutely, because you do yoga. Yeah. You do like, you, you yoga and you 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 found your inner chi. Adam, would you agree? Yeah, sure. You found your inner chi, and one, when you find your inner chi, fans and listeners, you become one with yourself, and you become okay with yourself, right? Yeah. So you do your everything, everything, but being that noted, exponent, aromatic repertoire, I freaking love that. I was going to post that on my status before I knew she was my friend because I was like, that's what I'm feeling. But you still, as an, as an artist, you still get that feeling of nervousness before you go on. Of course. It's not possible not to have it. So, I mean, it's kind of real. You, you know, guys, I know Katya. You know, it's unfortunate that Katya and I didn't hook up two years ago because she quoted me and like, great. Uh, okay, did I meet you last year? She's like, no, two years ago. <laughs> two years ago. I, like, to play at Carnegie, I grew up playing piano. And that was my dream, man. I mean, that was my dream, Katia. Oh, no. Oh, absolutely. I was like, what? I'm going to play it. And then I met you. I'm like, and then I heard you. I wonder as arrogant as I am. Arrogant, self-centered, vivacious whatever you want to call me, Katya, I will never play in front of I'm going to bargain for piano lessons. <laughs> okay, we got Liquid Dream. We got Liquid Dream, and you're going to do Liquid Dream. Liquid Dream will be out by the time she does. My concert. Concert. Guys, again, my New York listeners, and I'm looking, I looked at who's listening, 575 people. Okay, tonight. So really, if I get 20%, I don't really give a shit whether you buy it. Come or not, buy a ticket because you all need it. And seriously, tickets are $75. Call CarnegieHall.org and buy a ticket. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Kind of, you know, and you know what? You made the second row, right? Wait, is it CarnegieHall.org? Oh, yeah. I was right. CarnegieHall.org. I was right. Or you, I know you can get a log on or you can call 212-247-7800. But New Yorkers, if I can get, seriously, all I want, and you guys know who I'm talking about, I want 12 people to call me and buy the special invitation to her pre-Carnegie Hall, which is going to be in two or three weeks. Would you imagine what you're saying? And then you'll get... One ticket, you get to see, listen to the new CD, and you get to talk with her, you know. And I know three of my people are listening that I called you about the playbill. Just do it, and we'll call it even. <laughs> so, okay, we're going to go forward after this. 
We're going to play, what do you, this is the one we're going to play, Schubert, right? You like Schubert. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> She's drinking vodka, but she likes Schubert. We'll be right back.
You're listening to G Radio, New York City. This is the Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lassiter. You know what, guys? You're spending the evening with the great, fabulous, wonderful Katya Quinole. <laughs> Katya, you know I have a problem with that. She's told me that like a bazillion times, but so you know what? May 22nd is the ultimate be of all. Right? Yes. 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 Sell out Carnegie Hall, which we will. You know, we'll sell Carnegie Hall seats, what, 33,000? Yes. We'll sell it out. Okay, with the tickets there, just because we're arrogant. So, then what? Then what do we do? What next? Promote Liquid Dream. Yes. Liquid Dream. Tell us. I want to know more about Liquid Dream. You were in love. You say it wasn't unrequited, right? Right. Wait. <laughs> help me to help you. And, I, guys, I've heard Liquid Dream, and we'll play one cut from Liquid Dream if you want it. Buy it. Because, seriously, I'm not, we're not giving it away. And my fans know I don't give away anything. Zero. Tell me about, you say it's not. It's not. It's not unrequited love. But it inspired you to write this, to do. And I heard you will hear the passion when I when I play. Liquid dream is about water because you love water. Well, I think also the ocean has very huge power, and the water itself. And we're ninety percent composed of water. Think about that. We are. We are. And. Tell me. But this is like, in a way, it's a very, like, a love, love. Like, it is a love, indeed. Even though it's dedicated to the ocean. Because I chose, like, three barcarolls of different composers. And barcarol cells means love from the water. So it's like a man, like, I'm seducing a woman. He's like... Seduction. Seduction. He's singing barcarol. And it's very soft. But it is a love, like... It's love. It's no, I've listened to it. It's very seductive. You play with passion. And sensuality. Sensu- yes. I, I thank you for saying that because sensuality. It's like seduce you, seduce me to seduce you. That's that's what I hear in Liquid Dream. You're like, okay, you know what? I love you, Mr. Man. <laughs> I love you so much, but you know what? Listen to Liquid Dream, and you'll see how much. Like you, if you li- if you listen to Katya's past up, and you play with the ultimate passion, fire. Was it fire and love and fire? Love and fire. You play with like. <laughs> I mean, majority of the people in the world that play piano wish that they can expire to that. So now, Liquid Dream. It's, it's more like mysterious. It has mysterious and seduction. It has it because I chose one of the pieces which you're not going to play today. It's right. very nice. Right. It's very precautious. And that's seduction because he's telling him stories for him not to kill his wife. Oh. And I'm going to play the kind of It's extremely really? powerful piece. Okay. 
Because they can't. Because they can't. You, you, fortunately, can. And you play with passion. Is that, what is your ending number at Carnegie Hall? You want to tell us? Well, I would be surprised. I'll play an encore and we'll be by later. Guys, we're going to play Lara. Freaking amazing. Most amazing. Okay, you and I, we had coffee today, and I, the first thing I asked you, I said, Katia, where do we go next? What do we do next? And Katia was like, oh, uh, Greg, I just want to sell out. Carnegie Hall. Carnegie Hall. And then I went to play in the park. Like, it's a summer stage. What else? Big dream. What's your big dream? Do another CD. She's, like, if you meet, when you meet Katya, she is this woman that is inspired by feelings, spirituality, people that doesn't do right by you. <laughs> We won't get into that one because that person may be listening. <laughs> but you are moved by what? What makes you? What inspires you to do a CD? Love. Music, love. Love. But, yeah. Keep, yeah. Wait. I kind of put. I think I put on the spot. I think I put on the spot, man. I think I put her on the spot. She's inspired by love. Tell me. Expatiate on that, please. You're inspired by love. Okay, your next CD that you're going to do. We're promoting the water series. Okay. Like, also, I love nature. Like, I really, really find, like, a lot of energy from the nature. So I start feeling it more, like, like I really feel the earth and I really feel the ocean. Especially doing a CD for the ocean, I feel right. the ocean. Like, I, I spend every day in Fiji three hours watching the tide to come in. And the colors it does, and I listen to the sound. It's so magical. Like, it gives me force. Now, I'm, I'm glad you said, uh, you know, it gives you force. So, being in the classical realm, right. the classical arena, so you have to, when you when you get that spiritual feeling, it, you have to refer to one of the old composers, Mozart, Bach, Kowski, Liszt, whatever. Does that, when you get that feeling, does a particular composer come into mind? Yes, like for my city, definitely. Like a lot of impression music, like the Lucy Raphael. Right. Now, with that said, when you did Liquid Dreams, what composer pops in your mind? It was. Debussy, but then it was actually Hirazad. <laughs> because, because the movement which I also recorded called See and Sing the Ship. That's the first moment of Shiharizad. But it takes 15 minutes just to play it. Right. But did you master it? I mastered it. And it will be even more mastered when I play the Carnegie So you're going to play that? If I now play it for Carnegie Hall. So, so you're saying when you play Carnegie Hall, you're going to play some pieces from Liquid Dream. Yeah. Most of it. Actually, I'm going to play my CD, basically. All the pieces plus more. Really? Yeah. So how long are you going to play at Liquid Dream? Oh, the CD is 72 minutes. So you're going to play 79 songs. You're going to play all nine songs. No, more. Okay, but you will play, you will start out, like, you'll sit down. Now, 
when you walk out onto the stage and you see 3,000 people in Carnegie Hall, I'm going to be there, guys, trust me. <laughs> when you walk out and you do that, what does it – do you already have what you're going to play? Yeah. All right, from start to finish. Yeah. And encore. Yeah. So it doesn't matter after you play the encore, every, when you when you do the encore and everybody, 3,000 fans, like, encore too. Encore the ball. Whatever. Would you ever come out and play yeah. again? At that point, you have to feel what you're going to play, or do you know what you're going to play? I have to feel what I'm going to play. So you're a Because I have many choices. Many Actually, sometimes I show, I've even changed pieces while I was playing concert, which nobody ever does, because right. I was feeling something very strong, and I just felt I had to play it. So, you're, in, that, in, in essence, you're a true artist. Yeah. So what that means is that, okay, this is my program. And when you're in it, and you feel the energy, you can switch it up, like... Uh, yeah, I even a couple of times will tell people I'm playing this piece. Wait, do you talk, like, when you come out, tell, tell us about Carnegie. I mean, you know, I don't talk. People have a program, and it's kind of sad. But I, when I do smaller concerts, I always talk. I don't have a program. I like spontaneous feeling. Right. You're... I also love, you know what I do, which is unusual from a lot of other musicians, and this is kind of the thing which I feel. Sometimes I give people very quiet pieces because it's almost like meditation. Right. And after that, I play something really story. And they feel the spirit. So people always tell me that they feel the Carnegie Hall cut is very short. And I play for two hours. Really? so fast. Me, myself, I don't even know this. You're, just, you're an artist. You sit down and you do it. Then. But I think people do mood. Like, for instance, the Carnegie Hall begins with that's one of the most beautiful romantic pieces, but very reflective. Right. So think, if you come from a hectic day or whatever you did that day, you sit down and you feel you it. You calm down. You don't even notice how long it is. You feel right. it. Right. Then I play in Bar Girl, which is a very beautiful romantic song. It's so beautiful, you don't even notice it. You feel it. Right. It seems one minute, but it's six minutes. Right. <laughs> you know, then I will play like a couple of pieces which are like fountain and very... Watery and it's so gorgeous. You like, you like. There's no time. Now let me ask you something. Let's yes, switch. And then it. before you know it, first half is over. Oh, it's over, and you have intermission. Yeah. And then and the fact that you play at Carnegie Hall and you have an intermission. So, your whole thing is like what ninety minutes? Yeah, it's two hours. Playing your intermission is like. Oh my God, two hours. And they're almost done. You know what? Guys, you know me. I have like a, a attention of a knot, but because she is who she is and I like classical music, I would stay. So, if someone, okay, let's just go to a different side. One, let's talk about this. What, who, if you had to pick one artist that you love, classical, who would it be? I'm going to be dead. They're all dead. They're all dead. Ruben, really? What? Because he has passion. He has passion, and you can tell. Like he, and he, at age of 90, he still played concerts, and he played all over the world without stop. And he played it because he loved it. He didn't do it because of money or this or that. He loved it, and you feel it. And actually, a lot of people compare me with him. Like, I did the concerts in Australia, right. in Melbourne, and Sydney, and 
people feeling on set consecrated my grievance friend. I was like, for me, it was very special. It was, it was, it was a compliment, actually. Yeah, of course. Wait. I mean, it's old master. Right. So I don't like well, the modern pianist, seriously, who, like, as out of all the old, right, right, out of all the old guys, Blumenstein, Tchaikovsky, who is your least favorite? Of old pianists? Yes, like Bach, Mozart. All the composers. All the composers. Who's your least favorite? Really? I love them. But my, I can tell who is my most favorite. My favorite are romantic. But I heard you. I heard, I heard you. I'm sorry. I, mean, I, love I heard you play Beethoven for I love some pieces, but I won't play all this Mozart. What do you think about Mozart? Wonderful. Like I love piano concertos. Yes. Yes. I love piano concertos. Guys, I'm gonna post it. Seriously, buy the freaking CD. And she, you can see the passion. Your passion is amazing. It, guys, I'm an arrogant fuck. I'm so arrogant. But after hearing this woman play, I said to her, I was like, uh, I would never try to fuck you. I, you play with, you make it effortless. And you guys have heard it. You make it effortless. You'll just sit down and you do it. I mean, you're really a rock star. Would you consider yourself a rock star? Yes. Yeah. See? She's shy. She's looking at you like, yeah, sure. Shy. All right. Yeah, I mean, I have, I think, more qualities than that. No, you are a true rock star. So we're going to play tango. Adios, Monique. Now tell us about that, when you did that. Well, it's a very, actually, it's very emotional piece. It's very emotional. It's a you know, a he composed all the tango. And the song, well, this one, she composed when his father passed away. And I learned it when my father passed away. Really? And in a way, he's saying goodbye to his father. It's been always, like, very deep piece. Uh, a very deep piece that and you can identify with. And also, anybody can identify. When somebody passes away who you love. Right. On a spiritual level. She's so deep, guys. Listen to this.
You're listening to G Radio, New York City, and this is The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasser. Guess what, guys? We're spending the evening with a great pianist, Katia Pinola. <laughs> she looks at me like I'm crazy. And she will be at Carnegie Hall on May 22nd, Sunday. Guys, we almost got it sold out. So really, you New, York, you New Yorkers, get a ticket. Get a ticket. And if you if you guys get it, anybody, I'll challenge anybody. I'll challenge anybody who buys a ticket within the next 24 hours. I will purchase the CD for you. How about that? I will purchase the CD for you, autograph, if you prove to me that it is now 7:16. Eastern Standard Time, if you purchase a ticket, I'll give you until we go off the air. 8.30. Yes, 8, 8 o'clock. 7.16, yeah, tick to 8. Yeah. If you purchase a ticket, I will personally give you, I will buy the autographed CD of Liquid Dream. And we're back. So now, so tell us, the... Liquid dreams about love and water, because you like water. We talked today. You said earth, what? Earth and wind. Wind. Why? Why earth and wind? Because I want to do elements. The elements. Elements is everything. So we did water, earth, wind, and then there's fire. I have love and fire. But you have love and fire. Okay, what do we do after then? Where do you, at what point, tell me, you, you, <laughs> you'll create your own. Okay, you know what, let me ask you something, but you're not listening, your, your soul and heart is in classical music. Do you listen to anything other? Yes, of course. Like, I'm in jazz, and I you love, like jazz, and I love songs, like, songs. What is your favorite? I love, I love jazz. Really? You like jazz, too? Do you listen to pop? Not so much. Rap. I don't like rap. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually so rap in there. R&B. She's like, no, hell no. Hell no. R&B. What is that? What is that? See? She said, what is, what is R&B? What about, you listen to jazz. You like jazz. Yeah. You like jazz. So, in your, you, would you ever do a CD other than classical? Yeah. Someone says, I'll give you a million bucks. Different country, 
but I'm glad that I have life to myself and I have to experience normal, like, whatever. Right. Normal life. Right. Like, I don't, like, children who are, like, taken at eight years old and they start touring, I don't know if it's such a good idea. I well, when did you, say, when did you pick up the piano at eight? Six. six. I mean, I practiced morning and night because I loved it. Nobody. At six. At six years old. I didn't practice all Okay, life. but. And you liked it. I loved it. It was my passion. So, Maybe it was my escape. Okay, but that's seriously, I consider that a prodigy. Because it, if you look at, if you listen to Katya, you listen to Katya, I'm a pianist. I'm not a pianist. But if you listen to her, and like, you make it effortless. I listen to Kassim, Kassim, Kassim. How do you pronounce his name? What's his first name? Kissing. And I've listened to him today. The last couple of days, I've listened to him, and I've listened to you. He plays like, he doesn't play with passion. He plays like a prodigy. Like, it's, it's like, yes, yes, you can't see what she's doing. She's like, this is what I know. This is how it's played. This is how I'm going to make it better. But then I listen to you. You're like in it, playing with passion. And everybody considers him a prodigy. You're a prodigy with personality. You know, when she was 13, she played with a lot of passion. I mean, I didn't hear him lately, so I don't yeah. know the same thing. But he has amazing... Do you know it? I, I met him at Carnegie Hall when I did my debut, like, 10 right. years ago, whatever it was, 12 years ago. Right. And I didn't, I don't know how to... Did you guys, day. like, converse? They have no social skills, right? Yes, she won't. She won't say it. I'm saying it. She prodigies do not have social skills. They're socially inept. But you, the way you play, and the passion that you play with, and you still like people. It's amazing. It's simply amazing. So we're gonna play. Tell us about the tango. Tell us that's the opposite of what we just played. It means ballad for crazy one. That's very passionate. In fact, when I hear this piece, it reminds me of a Piaf song. I always think of her when I play it. Really? Because she sang with so much passion. But she's crazy. And tragic. But she's crazy. She was, but she's not crazy. She was tragic. Okay. Okay. We're going to come back to that. What's the difference between tragic and tragic and crazy? She will explain that to you. We'll be right back. <laughs>
You're listening to G Radio, New York City, and this is The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, and we're here with the great, great Russian pianist, Katya Ponyova. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, I just can't, I'm, I'm still, I've known you for two years, and I still can't get the last name. So, Liquid Dreams. You're in Fiji, you're on a cruise ship, and you're in love. Okay. Do we want to talk about the other side of that? The other side? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) How many CDs do you have? Six or seven by now. Six or seven. Guys, she has six or seven CDs that she produced herself. Most amazing. Most artists can't are not where you are because most people want a record deal. You're not looking for a record deal. You're looking for distribution because she produces her own thing. She prints her own thing, and it's simply amazing. Now, all my New Yorkers, seriously, email me, text me. Call me so you can be invited to the private event before Carnegie. And you will get adores, private champagne, talk to her, listen to the CD, and a ticket to Carnegie Hall, right? And her 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 contribution to life is what? Tsunami. <laughs> As I'm asking you, she gives to everybody, which I think is the problem with being a business manager. She gives to everybody. But this particular concert at Carnegie Hall, May 22nd, your some of the proceeds will go to the victims of tsunami in Japan. True. Why? Because when I come from Fiji. Three days later, tsunami hit <laughs> Japan, and I said, I really want to help. And I met my friends who have been involved with the, the organizations who are helping to raise money. I said, I really want to help. And and I said, maybe I can help like by giving percentage from Carnegie Hall concert. So she's advertising it to Japan, Japanese people in New York. Right. And I really thought it was really possible. And also, it's like very strange because... Here I am just recording a CD dedicated to water, and then the same water. Right, destroy it. Like, destroy people. And my last piece in my CD is very tragic, in fact. What's the name because of that? It's called Falcon Cathedral by Davidson, which wow. is not tragic, but it means the end. It's right. Falcon Cathedral. It's done. Then I thought, how did I mean it? But that's good, though. And it means that like you're in touch. Real. Yeah, you're in touch. So my CD is very, it's like life, it's very real. You, it's like as love as passion has learned. <laughs> <laughs> That's what attracted. I love you, but now I'm done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, is, it is real tragic. I mean, seriously. So after that... Um, well, it's the same with life. I love you and you, your life is gone. Wait, think about that. But you know what? <laughs> like, you know... God gives you life and takes it away in one second. But then, okay, but you say you're spiritual. Yeah, I am. Wait, you're 
spiritual? Okay, but you said to me, God gives you life. When you say God, that's not spiritual, that's religion. I think. No? I don't know. I don't think. I might be wrong. Spiritual? So you believe in God? <laughs> you know what? I won't do that. I'm not going to get into that. The next, tell us about the ritual fire dance. Ritual fire dance is an amazing piece, and there's a story behind this. It's um, witches who made a fire because there's this young girl who's in love with a man, but she was married before, and her husband passed away. The spirit of the old man is not letting them be together. Really? It's a fire. And, they, and she's dancing around the fire with witches, and hopefully the spirit of the old man will come through and vanish forever into the fire. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? It's to kids. <laughs> but you know what? When I listen to this, it, it is, is a true romantic. When I play the piece, I feel the power. I feel this kind of how they call that witch's power. Really? I, I know so, it exists. So then you believe in good and evil. Good and evil. I know I felt it. Maybe. Really? Yeah. So every time you play this piece, I you feel, feel that I'm finding, well, I, to find that spirit. To find it or it comes when you play it? No, to find that spirit. The piece is to find that spirit. And the best thing is to bring that song down the mountain. Ritual fire dance.
You're listening to G Radio, New York City. That was the ritual fighting that she played. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You're listening to Quiet Song, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter. And I'm here with the great, great, amazing Katia Sanoma. <laughs> the ritual fire dance was the opposite of the balada. Wait. <laughs> yeah. No, it was open though. The audio is on email, right? Sorry. You know what? I love classical music. I've been listening to this for the. She had to beg her to give me the CDs, but here we are. She did. Anyway, guys, I just want to say this: May twenty second, she's playing at Carnegie Hall for the twelfth time. Guys, seriously, all those New Yorkers that owe me, time to pay up. You have to pay up. Have to pay up. Pay up, buy a ticket. I need to sell 50 tickets, $75 a bond. And you can get the first 10 rolls. <laughs> so we have two songs left. We have your favorite, Raval, Bolero, and one, the list from your CD. Tell us about you. Not everybody can do Bolero. But you mastered it. Very difficult because one hand is doing the same thing over and over again. It's almost like you know that trick when one hand does one thing and another hand does another. It's a whole left side, right, right. In fact, when I have to memorize it, I have like it's not possible to memorize. I remember I have to understand the piece, and I learned it in one night by looking at the music. I was actually on a cruise ship, and I took the music, and I said, "There's no way I can memorize it because it's not possible." I have to understand. And one time the student counted measures, suddenly it came together. It's really weird pieces. It's almost like you play it by your brain, right. not because of your fingers. But it's But you understand it. You have to understand, have it, first, to understand it first. First. Yeah. And I think you and um, most of your CDs, this is on Bolero's on almost every C D. Every concert. I put right. in my concert here. Yeah. They're gonna play it. I mean, Bolero, guys, is like a famous piece. She's mastered it better than the master. So it's written for the orchestra. It's not written for the piano. And I found a version for the piano in New Caledonia. It's a French concert. In somebody's bench. <laughs> oh, my God. You've got to love this. We're going to do this. We're going to play Bolero. It's a long piece. And then we're going to play the last. We're going to play one song from her. Play this CD. Check it out.
was Bolero. That was your favorite piece. <laughs> Guys, I sorry for the background noise. It's not my fault. It's Katya's fault. <laughs> All right, we have 11 minutes left. I want to play one song from her. She's awesome. I'm getting, like, a text, like, she's awesome. I'm getting emails. <laughs> I'm like, like see, see, she's a non-believer. She's a non-believer. But I'm getting, I got an email, like, says she's awesome. What's it say? She is awesome. Uh, come on. See? Seriously. She's awesome. And that's not even the email. That was text. So we're going to play. We have 10 minutes left, and your last song is from, it's from your new CD. Least. Least. And it's from. Least lay. Okay, that's what she said. I speak French, but seriously. Okay, No, actually, I don't. You speak French, Russian, and English. I speak a bit of Spanish. I'm studying Spanish. Why? You live in New York. Yeah, you know, because I go to Ecuador. I like Ooh, I'm sorry. So check it out. This piece is. Eight minutes and three seconds, and we have nine minutes. So I want to say this to all my listeners. You've been listening to G Radio in New York City, which is a quiet storm. And I'm your host, Greg Lassiter. And you just spent the evening with Katya Brignola. <laughs> Famous, awesome, most amazing, fabulous pianist. That will be playing at Carnegie Hall for the 12th time on May 22nd. And really, my New Yorkers, if you don't buy a ticket, I will unfriend you. You're done. Here we go. This is from our new... Let, real quick, tell us about this. Oh, this the piece? Yeah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Le Gédeur La Grosette, which means... Wait, what is it? One more time? Le Gédeur. Le Gédeur. <laughs> And she doesn't speak French. Okay. But that's actually a true thing. It's a beautiful villa outside of Rome, which has thousands there? and fountains. I have a video of it. It has thousands of fountains, and two composers, uh, they wrote pieces inspired by these fountains. And both of them is Liszt and Ravel. Right. I, have, I will have them both on my sheet. All right, here we go. Check it out. Remember this, guys. This it's is the about, last piece. about water. She's about the water. She's about the ocean. <laughs> Remember this, guys. My name is Greg Latch. You've been listening to G Radio in New York City. This is The Quiet Storm, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music, and I had the great pianist, Katya. <laughs> We're out. Peace. We'll go out on this. Today. Je go.